Welcome to this episode of the Chaotic Monkey Podcast. I haven't said that phrase in a year, I think. And I haven't uploaded in a year because of specific reasons that I don't want to say. But here is here is a here is a conversation between me and one of the beauty queens of my hometown, Zalina Tomada. A year ago, I wasn't able to upload this on time because just like my academics, just like my academic papers, my quizzes, my exams, I never do anything on time. So, <laughs> um, I hope everyone enjoys this. Paano ba? Okay. So, hi today's listeners. My name is Zarina Maytomada. I am 22 years old and I'm currently working as an accountant. I am a slightly experienced beauty queen and a former um, schoolmate of Deo back in high school. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For for the people that that's listening, Zarina used to be like my my like biggest crush when I was back in high school. That's why I'm panicking so hard right now. <laughs> Don't believe him. <laughs> Basically, this is just my ploy so that we can have a long conversation <laughs> about life. Like, you know, I'm popping out the wine right now. As you said, as you said in your introduction that you are a beauty queen, right? or like, you know, uh, you have an experience being a beauty queen. You were crowned at 14? Yeah, 15? I was 14. Yeah. 14 when I first joined a pageant. Yep. Yeah, so they, that's like you know, or arguably that that's a really young age to be mm-hmm. put it put in a spotlight. Like fourteen, uh, like when I was fourteen, I was very <laughs> like you know, like like fourteen years year uh, fourteen year olds in general are very immature people. And, and mm-hmm. like when I was fourteen, I was like very very immature, like more immature than the usual fourteen year fourteen year old. As as like you know, this is a question like. As a 14-year-old, how did you take that? Like, you know, winning a pageant and then suddenly getting into a spotlight and then, like, you know, uh, like, did it somehow affect, like, how you looked at yourself? Did it somehow affect with, with your ego or, like, how you perceived yourself and other people? Um, Back then, when I was in that moment, I wasn't really giving much thought about it because I was just living the moment, you know? I was, I felt like I was getting out of my shell or something like that. But, you know, later on, after winning that pageant later on, that's when I started to see things change slowly, but I didn't um, fully grasp what, what, what changed in me and in my lifestyle until I was about 19 or 18 when I was already looking back at those moments and I realized that I began I began being so anxious about how people thought about me at such a young age. And, you know, we live in a small town in Allen. And most people know almost everyone there. And I I lived my ages from, like, my life from ages 14 to 16 years old in that town. And I lived it anxiously i guess because i felt like people were constantly talking about me um constantly criticizing what i do especially when it comes to relationships friendships and even my physicality it's such a, it's such a young age um i got criticized for 
um, just being too fair for someone who's living in the province and things like that. It, it's all just petty things. But when you think about it, when you're just 14 years old and you, you're put in that kind of spotlight and you're not in any way prepared, it kind, it kind of affects how you grow up in a world that's you know, just filled with people talking a lot around you. So you can say that you were pressured to, like, uh, like uh, mm-hmm. the the people around you, un- unconscious unconsciously pressured you to make you mm-hmm. feel that you need to look pretty all the time. Yes, and I remember back. Um, I remember back then actually, not just to look pretty, but also to do good in about almost everything. To do good in my academics, to be like a good person in general. And I remember back then it. It was in year 2013 when Megan Young won Miss World Philippines and I read an interview about her and she said that she think she thinks all her critics because her critics kind of like um, motivated her to stay as normal as she possibly can and I thought that it's like applicable in my situation also because without the people criticizing and constantly talking about you know, the things that we do around the province, I wouldn't have been able to live a decent life. You know, a life that's kind of behaved. Like, you know, as, yeah, as normal as, uh, as life would be to a beauty queen. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So at first, I mean, back then, I was thankful as well. I was feeling like the pressure that was put on me by the community that we had was the good kind of pressure but you know recently i've been realizing that no it's not good at all <laughs> that kind of pressure should not have been there in the first place speaking of what other people said about you i mean you know mm-hmm. like people generally think that being a beauty queen is just like you know uh like sit still and look pretty mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. That, that's one of the common misconceptions when it comes to like being a beauty queen so like how did you kind of understand that like how how did the that kind of uh being a beauty queen is is just more than being like you know like, like right. just sitting still like pr- being pretty well actually at first i kind of had the same mindset you know that beauty queens are meant to be looked up to for their looks for their for their you know for their physicality for their physical appearance at first that's what i thought too. That's why I was so pressured to look good all the time, to 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 present myself well in public and st- stuff like that. But when I joined um, Miss Northern Samar, that's when I realized that it's not just about that. Because when I joined Miss Northern Samar, I focused on promoting the tourism of the town that I was representing in the province. And that's when I realized that, oh, these pageants aren't just about, you know, going on stage, you know, walking your walk. It's also about having something to offer to the to the people who are looking up to you. Because as a beauty queen, you're, the general conception is that you're someone that is looked up to, right? So mm-hmm. that's when I realized, I was 16 years old back then. And then that's when I realized that, oh, it's not just about being looked up to. It's also about being listened to. And ever since then, um, I started to, that's when I started to... Um, study more about the things that I think 
I am passionate about, sorry more about the things that I think I could be helpful in. And, you know, I, I kind of still haven't been able to erase the conception around just around the people, just with the people around me of about how beauty queens are just, are not just pretty faces, but I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm joining page. I started joining pageants after Miss Northern Summer with a purpose. And mm. right now I'm trying to like elevate, escalate that, that kind of platform that I'm trying to claim that I want to have and I want to um, give justice to something like that. So hopefully we, we, we open up a discussion country uh national in a national level that people would like to participate in and you know just acknowledge the fact that beauty pageants aren't just for show you said something about like you know representing a community mm-hmm. you, you said that you said that while you were uh, while you were answering a question and then this just popped out in my mind that like, it's not in the bullet points in in, in the questions that, that uh, I'm going to ask you how does it feel to represent like an entire community? How does it feel like to have the, like the whole town of Allen and then like like a lot of people in Northern Samar to look mm-hmm. up to you and then like you know uh, you you having the kind of like the the sense of representing the entire community? It's actually a good question. <laughs> this is the first time I'm getting asked that question. Um, well. First and foremost, it's 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 put in a lot of pressure on me. But on the other side, it feels really um fulfilling when not on the representing stage, you know, but when you're representing a community or a certain um established a certain sector, let's say a certain sector, and you kind of accomplish the thing that you're aiming for. Um, with the with them in your mind while you're you're competing for a pageant, it's kind of fulfilling to see them, the people that who are rooting for you that were rooting for you. It's kind of fulfilling to see them um just you know be so proud and get so much into the moment into the winning moment, even though they aren't really my close friends or some aren't even my acquaintances. They're just strangers who are supporting me and it, it's just so fulfilling whenever I see them get so happy with what I'm getting and to also see them get together some of them are strangers and they get together just to support me so I don't know I really can't explain I really can't put it into words but I don't know it's crazy <laughs> it kind of like give you a sense of fulfillment whenever you were able to accomplish what like the goals that you set for yourself that you kind of uh kind of like promised or like told the community like oh i'm gonna win this for for northern summer i'm gonna win i'm gonna win this for alan yeah something like that but when when you actually like for example when i actually win i get satisfied with the reactions that i get that i wasn't even expecting when i when i just joined you know, parang pag sumasali ka pa lang, hindi mo naman expect na you'd get these things, you'd get this attention, you'd get this praises, you'd get, get this um friends. Pero when you actually win, after winning, you see 
um your fans getting together, your fans, your supporters getting yeah. together <laughs> and you know getting to know each other because of you. Parang ganun. Parang it's it's fulfilling and it's kind of inspiring me to do it's kind of what inspired me to do better um and to keep doing better because iniisip ko parang on that level pa nga lang eh, parang nakakapag-unite na tayo ng mga tao. What more if parang, di ba, mas greater yung achievement na, na bibigay natin and then papakita sa kanila. Something like that. I don't know if I'm making sense day off. <laughs> yeah, you are making sense. You are making sense. You're making a lot of sense. Like, I'm the one that's panicking right now because like, in my mind, like, holy shit, I'm talking to a beauty queen right now. So I better get my, my like, questions straight and be a good interviewer. <laughs> So, you said that you you get a sense of fulfillment when it comes to representing a community, right? But what sort of pressure do you feel? Like, for example, when you posted, like, can can I say it? Like, you you were gonna mm-hmm. join. It's okay. Okay, so I'm I'm not just gonna like name name the pageant, but you're you're gonna join like a very big pageant, like right? Mm-hmm. Like you posted about that, and then you got a lot of like support yeah. from a lot of people <laughs> like yeah. how's the pressure of that like how does it feel like when when you see a lot of people saying things like oh bring home the crown and things like that it's kind of like they're putting a, a lot of like like yeah a lot of mm-hmm. pressure to you um to be honest, when I posted about screening for that pageant, I was really overwhelmed with the reaction of the people. I did not expect because, as you may already know, I I kind of I kind of deleted most of my Facebook friends, and I I have only a few friends left on my Facebook, so I didn't expect that a lot of people will actually take notice of what I posted. But you know, a lot of people did. And I got really overwhelmed. I got off social media for a few days because I was really getting stressed about it. Because I was just screening. I wasn't even, I, I'm not even part of the pageant yet. But, you know, and like I said, I, I, I got off social media for a few days and thought to myself that instead of getting, of letting the pressure get into me, I should just use it as, um, as my motivation. So yes, I was really, really pressured, but I kind of turned it into my motivation because I thought to myself, these people who are pressuring me right now are the same people that I'm claiming to represent. So why should I take the pressure badly? You know, parang sila yung kiniklaim ko na gusto ko represent. I want to represent, represent the Nortehanan. So I should embrace their support wholeheartedly and not view, not see it as a negative thing. So I think that's what's keeping me going right now. But to be honest, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, kapag hindi talaga ako nakapasok or kapag wala talaga ako na wing crown, I can't go home to my province anymore. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking things like that and, you know, that kind of opens up doors for me to doubt myself and the experiences, my knowledge and the skills that I have that I once thought were enough. But right now, I'm actually rethinking things. But, you know, I'm already here. Laban lang. And, and uh, we support you 100%. I'm your biggest fan. Um, <laughs> um, you answered the question. Like, I just noticed that you sometimes have the tendency to answer questions 
like you're in a pageant? I really ma. That's not yeah. how you answer. That's not how you answer when you're answering in a pageant. <laughs> Just like like you know, I, I also have some experience being in in pageants, right? But like th- those are were just like school events and things like that, like not to your mm-hmm. level. And I just realized whenever whenever you would give out statements in in, uh-huh. in in like for example like Facebook, whenever you would like post things on Facebook with with long statements that that I actually love to read because like they're so fun to read. You, I, I notice that that the the way you sometimes speak is how someone would answer in a pageant and like i just wanted to like like point that out because like that's really? that's yeah like like it's just fascinating for you like please don't get like conscious about that or anything like it's not no, a bad no, thing no no it's yeah yeah i know it's not a bad thing but i just got the opposite <laughs> comment last week do i told you that i i did something like this last week and the people that I was talking to told me that my pageants, I my my answers were not pageant patty answers. Like my answers were not the typical answers that you would get in a beauty pageant, something like that. So it's kind of <laughs> new Ooh. that you're saying that my pa- my answers are pageanty. <laughs> is that is that even the well, right? Word? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but but I I think like context wise, I I'm not a very big fan of like watching pageants or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm I'm not a very big fan of like or, or no, not not that I'm not a big fan of watching pageants. It's like that I don't know how pageant pageants work because when yeah. I was when I was like I, I reached I think nationals ng lakan like you you, mm-hmm. you know that the yeah. way that I answered my questions were just very. Like I didn't, I did, I didn't flower my words and things like that. I, I just answered straightforwardly, and and I, yeah, I think and that that should be the right way. That's the right way to answer a fashion question, anyways. Yeah, and that's how you answer. So it was like uh-huh. I just wanted to point that out. But if if like people are saying that that like the opposite <laughs> of my opinion, that makes me question my opinion. <laughs> No, because oh, no. in beauty pageants, most of the time, you would hear the candidates answer with flowery words, actually, because they kind of, like, want their answers to be, to sound, to sound, what, articulate, and at the same time, pleasing. They want, you know, what I've observed with most beauty pageant questions is that the one answering the question is kind of thinking that my answer should be quotable. It's something like that because a lot of people think that when your answer, when your pageant answer is something that's quotable, it it, it means that your your pageant answer is an answer that the crowd will remember, and it means that it's an answer that made an impact. Is it just that that how it works when it comes to answering pageant questions? Like it's just making an impact or something like that? Like did did my question make sense? Yeah, yeah, it it does. I, I do understand the question. You're asking like, parang, is the main goal of answering pageant questions to have an impact to your audience? Yeah. Um, for me, for me, it's not. It's not the main. It's not my main goal when I'm answering pageant questions because you know when I'm up there on stage, I'm given the chance to talk and you know express my opinion or stand on 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 the certain top, topic that 
is talk uh, is being talked about but it's it's very it's pretty common for pageant coaches to tell um to tell beauty queens to aim for an impactful question for one reason they want the judges to remember you as a candidate who answered nice. you know who answered with impact and who connected with the audience um i think a lot of time we have trouble doing that while we're on stage because you know pressure and a lot of things are going on inside our minds but i think a lot of beauty queens actually have a knack for doing those kinds of answers like for example um i think it's pia words back yeah pia words back she answered something like that i am confident and beautiful with a heart something like that and that left a mark on the audience on the judges actually on everyone it's been it's been mm. used repeatedly so for me it's not important but for a lot of pageant um experts it is important especially when you're you're just trying to make to make your mark and you're just trying to be remembered by the judges but i don't think that it's something that you should focus on at the end of the day what you should focus on is to um to be able to express your your opinions and your stands on certain topics so that your audience will not only remember you but they can you know they can be so that they can also relate with you it's one thing to be remembered and to be looked up to because of the way you answered but it's another thing to be related with by your audience mm-hmm. i'm going to put that in a code <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put that in a code. I'm gonna listen back and I'm gonna type it out, and then I'm gonna put that in a code. Okay, because that's actually my ano parang that's other than STP. You know what STP is? It's serve the people. Yeah, serve the people. Other than STP, um, that's actually one of my parang core because STP is my core when it comes to my purpose. But when it comes to just being me, my core is just to aim to be someone that the people can relate with than to be someone that the people will look up to. Do you understand mm. the difference? Like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it has such a huge difference to aim to become someone that people will look up to and to try to become someone that the people will be able to relate with. Okay, I, I kind of stopped talking because I'm, I'm internalizing what you said because... Because the uh, the things that we're talking about now is like it's gonna change my life in some way, and when I become <laughs> like when when I become a successful person in the future, I'm gonna think back to this moment and I'm gonna be like. When you become a successful person in the future, just make sure you're not just someone that you know your people will look up to. <laughs> be yeah, someone yeah, relatable. Yeah. Be someone that they yeah. can reach out like, to, not just look up yeah, to. Be someone exactly. that they can reach out to. Basically, like you know, uh, so it, it's like your main core is to serve the purpose. But then your you uh, uh, the one that that you said like not just people can look up to, but also relate to is is also kind of like a branch of that, uh, mm-hmm, a yeah. branch of that ideology. So mm-hmm. you, I, I mean, obviously you're you're a very 
you're a very down to earth person. You're a very kind person. I can say that hundred percent. I can hundred <laughs> percent confirm that Zarina, uh, Zarina may look like she's intimidate, intimidating most of the time, but she's one of the kindest people ever. You know that's so, not like, true. <laughs> no, it's it's a hundred percent true that you're one of the kindest people ever because people who are people who are who were kind to me back in high school are. 100% good people. Uh, all right, uh, I'll I'll agree with that because I was kind to you in high school. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't that kind, but I put up with your yeah. immaturity. <laughs> <laughs> what's the most memorable thing that mm. somebody asked you in a pageant and what's like just for you the most memorable thing that you answered? Oh, um that would be Hmm, the question for my latest pageant at that number. Yeah. The last pageant that I joined in was Miss Squad 2018. And I actually mm-hmm. liked the question back then. And I was actually satisfied with my answer. Yep. Um it the the question went um I, I we got asked a common question. Yeah, the top five got asked a common question. And I was, I think, third to answer or fourth to answer. And then there were five of us. But, you know, we didn't hear the question before our turn because we were kind of locked inside a van and something like that. But I didn't expect much from the questions in that pageant because, you know, it's a sports event. And you kind of... it's a sports event. You kind of just expect the questions to go around sports. And how it develops someone's um, physicality, holistic development, and stuff like that. You know, they talk about those kinds of things when it comes to um, kwaa. And I didn't know much about that because I'm not into sports. So I studied a lot about that. So that's why I didn't expect much when it came to the um, question and answer portion. But then I got asked, um, ano ba yung question? I got asked, what? Parang I got, oh, I forgot the question, but it 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 I, we 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 got asked how we think, um, sports in a, in uh is an equalizer. Parang why is sports an equalizer? Something like that. And I instantly got excited when I heard that question because I got relieved that it's not technically about sports. It's about, you know, the opportunities that sports offers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and I answered it like this. <laughs> like this talaga. Nag-ready. Sabi ko, um, Secretary De Vera, right? He was the one who said that, right? Oh, yeah. Um, said that sports is a great equalizer and I believe that it's very right. <laughs> exactly, that's what I said. I, I believe that's very right because I believe that in sports, there is no gender, there is no social status, no anything. As long as you have the opportunity to actually engage in sports, you can be anyone and you can be the best, best athlete in the world. And although that answer is, you know, kind of short, can open up a lot of discussions because when I said that when you're actually given the opportunity to engage in sports, it 
may open up a discussion about um the opportunity of the youth to engage in sports because the sports um department in the country is very much neglected it's, of facilities yeah. um you know just just the basic stuff that an athlete needs and that's why i said that as long as you have the opportunity to engage in sports because not everyone has that opportunity and not everyone has the opportunity to actually hone their skills and train to be better athletes for the country so yeah that that made a great point in saying that sports is an equalizer i'm always amazed by your answers i'm not amazed with my answers because i answer way too long and i I go around circles and i should stop doing that Whenever I ask if I can like take you out on a date, it's an immediate no, and, and no. it hurts my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that answer is actually like, like the the answer that you said is actually in line with with your main ideology. It's like it's it's to like you know to serve the people is to give everyone equal opportunity and and mm-hmm. like like yeah. uh, like uh, when and I also, stutter, um, what? Uh, sorry, and also when you talk about um equalizing equalizer equalizing when you talk about that you also i sorry no 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 that that's not what's on my mind when you talk about serving serving the people you also talk about their welfare your concern for their welfare and you know um thinking about the opportunities of people from different sectors from different communities from different walks of life Thinking about their opportunities or equal opportunities to engage in things that they want to be part of is also thinking of their welfare and their rights, actually. So, yeah, it's kind of under that under that umbrella. Because, uh, you know, I, I mentioned about, about beauty queens just being pretty faces and, and all of that. And you be like... like... Uh, I'm sorry for phrasing it this way, but it's like, you know, I'm having trouble phrasing things, but you being like, you know, having like you having a pretty face and all of that and then having to go out and uh, like you, you experience a lot of, of cap calling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, I can't help but say, I'm sorry for, like, <laughs> I'm sorry that you have to deal with that, but but yeah, how does it like you know? There's a very stark difference between being on stage and and having the spotlight on you and having like you know like being heard and and, and actually like you know getting amplified like your voice getting amplified like on stage, you're like on stage you're a goddess. But when you shrink it down, like like oh my god, I'm phrasing this terribly. How do you how? As someone who's like you know been put put on the spotlight, how 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 do you deal with that? Like you know, uh, you have to walk on stage like wearing, uh, is it okay to say skimpy, mm-hmm. like skimpy like you know skimpy clothing and all of that? And when you walk out the stage and, and you're just in your normal civilian clothing, sometimes even sometimes even just like you know covering your entire body, and you still get like you still get harassed on mm-hmm. streets like how do, how how does like you know how how does it i i don't have the word for how 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 does it feel how how does it compare um i know but it it makes me feel terrible in the first place that you know women like me have to go through all of that but what 
paano ba? And it makes me even more um it makes me feel even more agitated. I think that's the right term. <laughs> that people fail to understand that we walk when we walk on stage and we're wearing like swimsuits or you know revealing revealing clothes. We wear it and we consent to people seeing our skin. And when you're up on stage, you're actually kind of, you know, just opening up yourself for criticism because that's why you're walking on stage. You're you're being judged. You're walking on that stage mm-hmm. wearing that kind of suit, wearing that kind of gown for you to be judged how, you, how well you carry that swimsuit. How confident are you on that swimsuit? How well you carry that gown? So it's kind of okay to receive criticisms when you're up on stage. It's normal. We're we're like before we join the competition and before we even go out on that stage, we geared ourselves for that and we prepared ourselves for that. So there's no issue with that. It becomes an issue when people think that just because you walk wearing you walk on stage wearing a bikini and you get you know, you get you tolerate criticism while you're doing that. So yeah, when when men cat call you off stage, when you know we're just going by dirty lives, our daily lives, it's not only very disrespectful, it's also really terrifying because it feels like those men who are cat calling you are out to get you. It doesn't feel like a compliment at all. It's it's not flattering at all. It's terrifying. Because it's it's not like they're saying that on a girl's point of view, right? It's not like they're saying that just to make us feel good. It it feels like they're saying that because they're trying to imply that they're out to get you. Something like that. And it's terrifying mm. when you're just alone. You're a woman and you're just alone and you're you're just walking down the street and you know, anything can happen. That's why it's more terrifying yeah, because when you're on stage and people are like catcalling you and stuff like that, you know, no one's gonna like grab you and kidnap you from the stage <laughs> and something like that. So it's nothing compared. It's it it's two different worlds that have it that that you know that have their own um levels of being terrifying. Um terrifying Terrifying experience. what? Not experience, experience, but yeah, yeah, you can go with experience. Terrifying experiences for a woman. Yun na lang to make it short. Okay, this is the final segment of of the like. This is the final segment of the podcast. Like, this is the outro. So the outro <laughs> is: I give the guest thirty seconds to say whatever they want. Whatever they want, I will not censor it. I will not tamper with it, even if it's going to destroy my reputation or whatever. So you have 30 seconds to say whatever you want. I'm going to say it through that short time. Just say whatever you want. Anything that if you want to shed light on an issue, if you want to like expose me for something that I did when I was 12 years old, like (laughs) I I shat on on your grandma's bed or something like that. So if if you... it's free real estate. You can say whatever you want in 30 seconds, starting now. I'm that. Okay. All right. You can go now. Okay. Um, so this has been Zarina again, and I just want to thank Leo for this opportunity <laughs> to talk about things that I think matter 
and especially in 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 today's time. And I just want to remind people out there that you know people who have big dreams, who have dreams of becoming role models in the future or something like that. I just want to remind you that it is it is a good thing to want to be looked up to. I mentioned this a while ago. It's it's a good thing to to just set up a standard for what's good for just set an example but bef- but more than you know one thing for people to look up to you it's also important to check yourself first if you're if you're if you're someone who the people can relate with because i think that's the most important thing that you should do if you're aiming to become an example or just to use the very common term to become an influencer before before you strive oh, this goes for you today because you're doing this podcasts and vlogs thing and you're you're on your way to influencer stuff <laughs> influencer <laughs> stuff before you you aim to influence people with the content that you create or just with a platform that you have check with your check with yourself first what you think is the meaning of an influencer because i think that our country needs to redefine the word influencer we need to have more people with the platform talk about more stuff with substance not only fun stuff but also stuff with substance that would actually have a good impact in our society and also you know, we just, I think we can all just aim to want to empower people, especially people who are voiceless, especially at a time like this. So, yes, thank you for this opportunity. Once again, this is Zarina Maytamada. <laughs> You're Miss Norton Summer 2014. I'm gonna embrace that. She said it. She said it. She said it. <laughs> Yeah. That makes me so happy. Why? That's the, just be snorter in summer 2014. I'm just embracing the title. <laughs> yeah, but still. Thank you for listening to the Chaotic Monkey Podcast. The Chaotic Monkey Podcast is a bi-monthly podcast that talks about a range of topics. May it be love, music, history, or whatever. If it's under the sun, there's a chance that we'll talk about it. If you don't want to miss out, click the subscribe button. That is all. Goodbye.